Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. You see, Satan wants to control my mind. God wants to transform it. As I submit myself to the influence of the Holy Spirit, as I yield myself to read His Word and think like the Word teaches, as I walk by the Spirit and allow the Spirit to take the lead, I will win the battle and I will live in freedom. But notice, very important, this Bible is the mind of God to you and me. There's a battle happening around you all the time, every day. It's a battle that you're involved in whether you realize it or not, whether you want to be or not. It's been going on for thousands of years, even before men and women were created. Pastor Mark will be teaching about this war and your place in it. You'll find out which side you're currently on and how you can get from the losing side to the winning side. You'll find out about some of your weapons and how to use them and about the weapons that are being used against you at this very moment as you listen to this broadcast. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Acts chapter 4 as he continues his message, Under His Influence, The Battle. began to say to them, you can find this in your Bibles in the book of Matthew 16. Jesus began to say to his disciples, I'm going to the cross. I'll be killed, then resurrected, and I'm going to pay for the sins. And immediately Peter takes Jesus and he goes like this, come over here, come over here. And he gets Jesus to the side and he says to Jesus away from this, what is wrong with you? You're not going to the cross. No way you're going to the cross. Then Jesus says this, I'll read it to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, Peter, listen to this, Peter, get behind me, Satan. You're a stumbling block to me. Peter, you do not have in mind, I'll come back to this in a moment, you do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. In an instant, Peter went from under the presence of God. He had the mind of God. You are the Christ. Two, you will never go to the cross. Whose influence did he come under? Instantly, Satan's influence. Now, he wasn't a demon. He didn't lose his salvation. But his mind began to think like a man without the influence of God. That's the tug of war. Now, if Peter can do it, You and I can that easily move out of the influence of God. So Peter would write, be alert. The enemy comes around like a roaring lion. He would write it to protect us. 
understand Satan again has a goal. Don't underestimate him. He's very powerful. Number two, don't overestimate Satan's influence in our lives. You see, sometimes Christians, when they understand the realization, Christ followers understand the realization of Satan, they become obsessed with spiritual warfare. And I've known people like that, and it's a shame because everywhere they're at, they actually like wear green fatigues. I'm in a war. We're in a battle. Every one of their t-shirts, nothing says love, joy, and peace, God. It says war, sword of the spirit, get them, kill Satan. And you go out to eat with them and they go, did you notice that person over there? That's a demon right there. That's a demon right over there. (laughs) And pretty soon, they become obsessed with the enemy. And they're always worried about that. We have people like that in prophecy, kind of a side issue. Where's the Antichrist? Is he here yet? I think it's Obama. It's got to be Obama. He's the Antichrist. (laughs) And we have websites about all this garbage. By the way, Obama is not the Antichrist. Get off of it. (laughs) Notice what the scripture says. The scripture doesn't say to focus on, let's be looking for the Antichrist. What's the scripture say? Keep your eyes on Jesus. So don't get weird with us here. But see the balance? Well, there's no real Satan. I mean, I'm a Christian. You got no influence over me. You're gone. To the other, I'm depressed, discouraged, can never get the victory because Satan is alive. Yeah, but he's not alive in you. How do I know that? How do I know that I can be victorious? Sometimes we get depressed and discouraged and we get hopeless. Where did that come from? God? No, that came from Satan. Are you depressed? Discouraged? Hopeless? That's a trick of the enemy. One day Jesus would say this to the Apostle John, you know it. You, dear children, are from God, and you've overcome them because the one who is in you is what? Is greater than the one that's in the world. Let me dissect that for you. If you're a Christian, who's in you? God's in you. Is God greater than the one that rules the world, Satan? Say, yes. I'm going to give you a little math. See how you do with math. You ready? Is two-thirds greater than one-third? Good. You say, well, what was that about? If one-third of the angels left and went with Satan, how many were left with God? Plus... God is always greater by himself because Satan is a created being. Don't look at these two kingdoms like they're equal in power. Never. Satan's nothing but a created being. God is all powerful. Remember, Christ came to set us free. Number three. 
If I'm going to be victorious in my life, if I'm going to remain under the influence of God, number three, don't depend on human willpower. Learn to depend on God. Now turn back to the book of Romans chapter 7. You see, we have this nature in us that says this. If I try harder, if I pull myself up by my bootstraps, if I'm very religious, I can stay under the influence of God. You can't do that. You can't be good enough. You can't be... Some of us have this little song when we were kids. I'm going to huff. I'm going to buff. And blow your house down. Or the little train. I wish you can. I know I can. I know I can. I know I can. And we try to be good enough to defeat Satan. By yourself, you and I will never defeat Satan. He'll win every single time. That's why God put the Holy Spirit in us. So... When I talk about human willpower, I'll just mention one word this morning. New Year's resolutions. That's all I needed to say. As many of those as failed in our life, you think spiritually you're going to do it? No, in Matthew 26, Jesus said this. The spirit is willing, but my flesh is what? Tell me, it's weak. So Paul would give us this. In verses 21 through 25, for time's sake, I'll just say what Paul said again. He just says, again, look at verse 21. I'm going to read in the New Living Church. Here's the principle. I want to do what is right. I inevitably do what is wrong. And he just repeats that over again. You know what he's saying. So at the end, he basically says, look at verse 24. Oh, what a miserable person I am. You ever felt that way? Maybe the King James, you can get, well, what a wretched person. We don't say it. What a miserable person. I'm, Pastor Mark, I'm a Christian. I love God. I want to do the right thing, but so often I do the wrong thing. Well, does that mean that Paul is frustrated and there's no answer to it? No, in the very part of that verse 24, he gives us the answer. Notice the first word. It's the same in all your translations. Who will free me from this life that's dominated by sin and death. Who? You see, it's not what. It's not a 12-step program. It's a person. And the person is Jesus Christ. In verse 25, I love the New Living Translations because Paul says, who will free me? Is there a person that can free me from this this tug of war that I'm always seeming to give in to myself? This is the answer. And Paul says this, thank God. The answer of who is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So how can I live in victory? Can I pull my bootstraps up? Can I give enough, pray enough beads, take holy water, fast for 40 days? That'll do it. No, it won't do it. There's only one person that can bring the victory. And that's because when Jesus came, he defeated Satan. And then when he went to heaven, he gave the power of God in our lives. So I can't depend on myself. I depend. I can't do human willpower. I depend on the power of God that lives in me. I come under his influence. Number four. Do live under the influence of the Holy Spirit, and win the war. Sometimes when we think about all this, we 
we, we become negative and pessimistic. How in the world can I ever be this consistent Christ follower? But Paul says in Galatians, a wonderful promise. Notice what he says, Galatians 5, 16. Paul says, I say, live by the Spirit. In other words, come under the influence of the Spirit. And you will not, not maybe, you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. Now, you're right there in Romans. Turn to Romans chapter 8, verse 5. Romans 8, next chapter. And let me show you. I mentioned a word to you earlier about our minds. Look at Romans chapter 8, verse 5. Now, those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. Now, the mind of the sinful man is death. But the mind, here's a key word, the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. Now, the sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. But those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. You see, the battle is in my mind. The Bible says this, as a man thinks in his heart, so he becomes. So the battle is always there. Here's the next statement you want to write. It's very important you get it. If the battle is spiritual, but it's in my mind, what does that mean? God transforms our mind and then our actions through the Bible. Romans 12, 2 says that. He wants to transform my mind. You see, Satan wants to control my mind. God wants to transform it. As I submit myself to the influence of the Holy Spirit, as I yield myself to read his word and think like the word teaches, as I walk by the Spirit and allow the Spirit to take the lead, I will win the battle and I will live in freedom. But notice, very important, This Bible is the mind of God to you and me. I have to be in it. I have to be studying it. I have to be living it. Here's the problem. You're here and you come and you have the Bible. You're reading verses and you're going, man, I love that stuff. You close it, you put it away, and you don't look at it for a week. Now you tell me everything you watch for the next six days is not from God. It's Satan and his world. So you watch the news, you watch this, you watch the television, you look at all these things. And guess what's transforming your mind? The world system is transforming your mind. Now, you can't do six days of the world. Mm, TV, news, newspaper, internet. Mm, I'm godly. You can't do it. Impossible. Now, I'm not saying be weird. Excuse me, I had an hour of television. I need an hour of the Word. (laughs) But I am saying this. If you never look at this the rest of the week, and you only come here on Sunday, you will be frustrated your whole life. You will live here. You will always be losing the battle. The mind must be transformed by the Word of God. That's why we teach it. I can't do that for you. You have to read it, meditate on it, study it, and live it. Now, we come to a verse 
in John 8, it's very important. Let me give you a verse. The sun will set you, tell me, free. We don't realize that this verse that I just quoted to you comes after this one. Look at John 8, 31. Jesus says this, to the people who believe in him. Now, you're truly my disciples if, big if, if you remain faithful to my teachings. And then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. See, all we know is, I know the truth and the truth sets me free. No, no. How do you know the truth? You have to be in the truth. This is truth. This is all true. His word is all true. If I'm not in this, then I'm not really knowing the truth and I'm not free. Do you understand that? So what is Satan's one goal? To keep me out of this. And we know that Timothy says in the last days it'll get worse and worse. People will stand in front of you today and say, well, that's not really true. They'll dilute the word. They'll deny the word. But if I stay in that word, I'll be in truth and truth sets me free. Because Satan's always lying to me. You're not good enough. You can never do it. You'll never be that person. Under me, you can go far. Under God, you'll never be that person. That's a lie from Satan. Look at verse 9. Paul, like a good, encouraging father, notice what he says to these people. He gives them just a wonderful, encouraging word. He says, but you, however, are controlled not by your sinful nature, but by the Spirit. The other morning I got up early and I rewrote that verse. And I want you to listen to it. We'll eventually put this on the internet because I think it's for you I know it's for you. It's for me. Balmer translation of verse 9. Since the Holy Spirit lives in you, there is no need to struggle with sin in your life. Simply come under His influence. Submit to His leadership. Let the Holy Spirit control, direct, and empower you. And you will live every day in freedom. That's the truth. How do I know that? Philippians 2.13 says, God's working in me, giving me the desire to do what's right. I need that first. And then the power to do it. I have God in me. You see, God is in you. Let me give you an illustration of how this works. I can live victoriously because God is changing my wanter And giving me the power to say yes when the Holy Spirit says yes. And no when the Holy Spirit says no. You know inside of us we have that going on all the time. Mm -hmm. In a million ways. We're toward the end of the football season. And you're taping off of television the game because you couldn't get home to watch the game. You go home with your wife. You sit down. And you go to the first quarter. You're watching the game. You're so excited. You're hoping your team wins because if they win, they get to go into the playoffs. You're through the first quarter. And man, you're on your seat. What's going to happen? They're not doing so good. And your seven-year-old son comes in. He says, hey, mom, dad, what are you doing? I said, well, we're watching this game we take. Well, why are you watching? Johnny just told me our team won. (laughs) How do you feel with Johnny? What's the spirit saying to you? Leave him alone. What's the enemy say? Beat the tar out of that kid, would you? (laughs) 
And after you calm down a little bit, let me ask you a very important question. Do you watch the game differently now? Very differently. Why? Because you know what? You know who won. So you're in the third quarter, and, and your favorite guy fumbles. And you go, normally you'd go, oh, but you already know that the next play, the other team fumbles back to you. You kind of get the popcorn and the, the calling, just enjoy the game. Let's apply that spiritually. Go to the end of the Bible. Get ready. Get ready. We win! We win! So why are you on your seat? I don't know I can do it. I just fumbled that thing. I don't know I can do it. We win! Now, we don't win because you win. We win because Jesus already won the victory for us. Hallelujah. So why are you so cast down, my soul? Put your hope in God. You have God in you. You can live victoriously in this life. Look at the last part of verse 9. But if anyone does not have the Spirit of God or the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. I rewrote that and said this, if anyone is not a true follower of Jesus, they remain dead in their sins. They remain empty of purpose and meaning in life. They remain hopeless as they face death without Christ. You know, these two young ladies are with former President Clinton because the leadership of Korea asked for him to come. Now, if you remove Clinton from this picture, these two young girls are never freed. They couldn't free themselves. All the publicity, all the politicking, they could have never freed themselves. They'd still be in North Korea. Put you in that picture spiritually. Remove Clinton. You will never free yourself from the kingdom of Satan. You can't be good enough. You can't try it. It won't ever work. Instead of Clinton, put Jesus Christ there. Jesus Christ came to take you from the kingdom of Satan to the kingdom of God. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. You must choose to go with Jesus. If you refuse, you remain dead in your trespasses and sins and will be separated from God forever. Who would want to do that? In the teaching today, Pastor Mark taught about the time that Peter was under God's influence and in almost the next breath was speaking under Satan's influence. Although you might have felt the same thing at times, you were reminded that it's possible to get back under God's sway. You were told that it's important to remember that the war has been won and to remember which side won. We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. 
you'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the Ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. That's the end of Pastor Mark's teaching, Under His Influence, The Battle. Next time, he'll begin a new message called, Under His Influence, The Holy Spirit. You'll be familiarized with the third person of the Trinity and his role in keeping you on track in your relationship with God. You'll find out the necessity for you to have him inside of you and why you can't obey God without the Holy Spirit's presence. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast from all of the production team here at Lessons for Living. We want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is giving.